the martini, shaken not stirred. I don't know how to put this, but I'm kind of a big deal. Houston, we have a problem. I'm the king of the world! Do or do not. There is no try. Nobody puts baby in a corner. You're gonna need a bigger potion. Keep your friends close, but your enemies close. I'm your number one fan. And here we go. What's up, moviegoers? Welcome, all film fans. Welcome to the Cinnamon Movie Podcast. I am Juan, your host, and I am joined here with Ed. Hola, folks. What's up, bud? How you doing? Not too shabby yourself, man. Not too bad, man. You know what? Like I said last week, it was a little bittersweet. We are uh, saying our salute to A24, and we are moving on to the Friday the 13th franchise. So uh, to A24, we said, vaya con Dios. There you go. Um, man, this is kind of going to be a little different. We haven't done, we haven't really talked a true, really horror movie in, in a while. Yeah. True, we just got done talking about A Quiet Place Part 2, um, this past Monday, but what is it about this franchise that we're going to dig, dig into? Are you kind of excited? Are you nervous? Are you, like, not, do you not think it's a worthy franchise to dig 13 weeks into? And first off, how long has it been since you've seen some of these sequels? Um, or have you seen something? Have you? Is there some you may not have seen? There's a couple I know I haven't seen for that matter. I, uh, I've seen mo the predominance of them. Like I think there's only two that I haven't seen. I, uh, but it's um, God, it's been at least three years since I've seen it. Three years since I've seen any of them for that matter. Really? Yeah. Uh, so I'd say a little bit. <laughs> not really nervous about any of it, but uh. I, interested just to see how the reception is and then how everybody likes the continuance of the entire franchise and stuff so, like that. So, so if, if this is the first time you're joining us on a bonus episode, this is an ad-free bonus show that we put out weekly every Thursday. They average from about 45 minutes to an hour. Um, we just dig right into the movie and uh, this is going to be no different, man. Um, kind of the only segments we really do is we did a... a Vibes, basically a twenty-four vibes. So we pretty much for the past what like seven, eight weeks or something like that, we'd pick out a movie that we felt basically uh, resembled a twenty-four fashion. However, it was not a twenty-four. Uh, this one we are doing a different segment though. This so. seg this segment that we're gonna do later on in the episode, every single Friday the Thirteenth that we're gonna do, we're just gonna pretty much name off one favorite kill. Um, it doesn't matter what it is, who even did it. If it was done by Jason or somebody else, or um, you know, or one of the or counselors, it, yeah, or, or if whatever. it was done by an accident. So that's what we're going to do in this in this franchise. We're just going to name off our favorite kill. Um, but not only are we reviewing the movie of each Friday Thirteenth, we're reviewing the actual Scream Factory box set, and we're going to dig in that dig into that a little bit later on as well. Each disc, um, sixteen discs. Right now, currently, you can get it on ScreenFactory.com or Amazon for $159.98. 16 fabulous discs. So, I mean, pretty much that goes down to $10 each each movie. 
It's not bad. Or, well, about 20 bucks each movie, but yeah. 13 movies and then three bonus discs. Okay, so, so yeah. So, it's going to be pretty fun. I can't wait to dig into it. Um, but let's find out where you guys can find us. If you guys have not joined us yet, um, you can find us on the Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash the Cinema Movie Podcast. Or you can find us on the Instagram, one word, Cinnamon Movie Podcast. Or the Twitter is at Cinnamon405. Um, and then, Ed, we also have a YouTube page. How to, Tell them how can we find the YouTube page. Uh, so far, so easy. Basically, that Facebook.com, the Cinnamon Movie Podcast uh, page has a Learn More button at the top. That Learn More button actually transports you over to the YouTube channel. The YouTube channel, of course, has that subscribe button, the download, or the uh, notification button. And the comment and like and unlike button. Go ahead and let us know how you feel about any of the unboxings or the actual reviews we do. Uh, let us know anything. We love the interaction. So, yeah, hit us up. And then I'm not sure if we should do it before, in the middle, or after we review Friday 13th. But we will have a YouTube video of the whole Friday the 13th Scream Factory box set on the YouTube page. Okay. It only seems fit. Um and then, guys, in all of our social medias, just click the link tree that's in all of the bios on the Twitters, Instagram, and Facebook. And that's how you can find all of our streaming platforms. We're available on Spotify, Podbean, Anchor, iHeartRadio, Pandora, Amazon Music, TuneIn, Stitcher, wherever you listen to podcasts at. Find us. Hit us up. And you, you can also find us on the Prescribed Films Podcast Network. Hashtag PFPN. You can find us on their site as well, www.prescribedfilms.com. Find not only the Cinema Movie Podcast, but also all of the other great podcasts that they have available as well. All right, so let's dig into it. We are talking Friday the 13th, Part 1. It has a 6.4 rating on IMDb, 64% on Rotten Tomatoes, but the Google users are at 87%. With a budget of $550,000, this movie has grossed a little over $59 million at the box office. And it has a release date May 9th, 1980. It celebrated its 40th anniversary last year. Um, so a group of camp counselors are stalked and murdered by an unknown assailant while trying to reopen a summer camp, which was the site of a child's drowning and a grisly double murder years before so you could almost say like i guess jason drowned he drowned gilbert <laughs> jason, wow okay. jason drowned damn um it For has sure. a it has a cast of betsy palmer adrian king janine taylor robbie morgan kevin bacon harry crosby yes he is uh ben crosby's son Lori Bartum and Mark Nelson and Peter Bauer plays Steve Christie. Hold up. Did you say Kevin Bacon? Kevin Bacon. The Kevin Bacon. Not discount Kevin, but nope. the Kevin the Bacon. The Kevin Bacon got his big break right here in Friday the 13th Part 1 as he plays Jack. Nice. And, uh, yeah. So let's dig into it, man. I wonder, does he make it off Screen intact or not? He does not. Oh, he gets shit. an arrow in the throat. In the throat. Um, unfortunately, if you guys have not seen this movie, um, I, I want to know what kind of rock you might have been hiding under. This is one of those movies that... I mean, some don't like horror. You know. True, but if you mention Halloween... 
Nightmare on Elm Street. This one is right there in the top. Three. Oh, easily. Yeah, top easily. Three. Um, I mean, Jason's one of the most iconic, you know, uh, film serial killers of all time. But one of the top five easily. We were not know. talking about Jason today. Wait. We were talking. Hold on. The first one. Yes. Friday Thirteenth. And if you've watched Scream, you know there's a fucking difference. It's a trick question. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> but we'll get to that a little later, won't we? Um, yeah, let's dig into it right now, man. Uh, first time that you have ever seen this movie, do you remember compared to your recent watch for the podcast? I know it was with your ass. <laughs> I know you introduced it to me when we were way too fucking young to be watching this shit. We were like, what, 10, 11 years old? Yeah, we're pretty young. Yeah. Uh, same, th- same here. I uh, don't remember. I don't remember the first time that I've seen this movie, but I do remember having the VHS box set, two different DVD box sets, and now I have two different Blu-ray box sets. Yep, and VHS was when you showed me it. Um, I know it was. And what's really, really crazy about this movie is for the longest time, this was my least favorite Friday the 13th movie. Well, yeah. Because when you're young, when you're like 10, 14 years old, not supposed to be watching this shit. Not really. You're attracted to the big guy in the hockey mask. Yeah. Like, that's who you know. Especially if you're one. Um, Especially, like, if you know, if you're born after the 80s and all that, you know Jason as the iconic Friday the 13th. Kind of like in Scary, or uh, Scream, you know, she answers, oh, well, that's easy. Jason. Yeah. No, no, it's not, dumbass. Hold up. So, for the longest time, this was my, like, least favorite movie, and it wasn't until I recently, probably the last ten years, just started getting that love for movies, that film, that film love. So, to revisit this and to just think that a a whole episode is going to be dedicated to just one single movie, and I know I'm kind of jumping off track, but that's what I'm excited about, talking about these Friday the 13th movies. Yeah. Because... I mean, we don't have to rush. We're not sitting here talking about 18 movies in, right. <laughs> in one episode. Each week is getting the you know dedicating the whole movie. So I'm really excited to just not only talk about each part and to see which one. You know what? There might be some that are god awful, but then there's there, also going to be some yeah. that are like really really lovable, and yeah. there's going to be some guilty pleasure ones in there too. So fair. With that being said, let's talk about the opening. Yeah. Um. What did you think of the uh, iconic two young counselors kind of making love, and boom, they they get there five minutes into the movie. I mean, nothing nothing you know intrigues teenagers into romance like you know the kumbaya song type shit, you know. So I mean, that just sets you off, ignites that spark in your ass. But no, I mean it's kind of the old cliche that has always plagued uh, horror films, especially the slasher. I uh, ones even they've even carried it on to today's halloween of recent years uh it's just kind of that expected thing that's all uh so yeah uh the opening you know all of them sitting around the little what inside fire basically so (laughs) so what did you what did you think i mean you get the first kill you get the screen uh the 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 big screen pause um, pause friday the 13th um glass broke we didn't really get to answer this but your second watch or, I mean, however many times now, what did it feel like rewatching it for the episode? I'd say this is like five or six, fifth or sixth watch I, overall, I'd say. Um, I mean, honestly, it's still a little strange without having the iconic 
person being the killer. But, I mean, then again, this is kind of the, in a way, legendary because she only, you know, this this killer only appears for one one film, uh, truthfully. So, it's different, but at the same time, it's kind of that little... Uh, it didn't get drawn out to where she was boring or to where it was just like, oh my god, here we go again. How many iterations of this? Well, what about the the view of the film though? Like, did yeah. you did you enjoy it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, that's all I'm saying. Like, it doesn't get overused or anything like that. It doesn't get to where like you go to, I don't know, Jason takes New York and it's like, what the fuck are we doing here? Oh, it's coming. You know? No, no, no. Yeah, but it's kind of just like. I enjoy some of that movie, but at the same time, it's like, dude, why the fuck are we still going on, what, eight, you know? So, yeah. What did you think of, I mean, well, you don't really get introduced to Mrs. Voorhees until like an hour and 15 minutes into the movie. Well, I think she makes a small appearance at one point, but it covers her face with like leaves and all that. Yeah, you, I mean, but, you're, 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 yeah. you're, throughout the whole movie, you think it's going to be like a dude. Yeah, honestly. You, even the, you know, the... Even because uh, doesn't the one guy that went into town I forget his fucking Ralph. name yeah have the same Jeep like literally the same fucking Jeep basically it's green same wheels and all oh, that shit oh not Ralph you're no, talking uh, about uh, Christie yes Steve Christie yeah he's got the same Jeep and I'm just like okay you know and that will get people right there auto- uh, automatically especially once she drags uh once she drags uh Nick uh, oh shit. God damn it, how do I forget names this easily? So, in every franchise, you have that one person that, like, hey, you're the very first actor to get the very first kill in that franchise. Very. So, in this movie, Annie, played by Robbie Morgan, is the first, besides the two camp casters oh. at the beginning, is the really technically the first one who gets knocked in, in this movie, and she gets her throat slashed. What did you think? That's one thing I want to bring up. I know it was 1980 and only had like a $500,000 budget, but what did you think of the practical effects? I mean, honestly, like... Did, did they annoy you with how cheesy they were or how noticeable they were? Not really. Uh, I mean... I look past it. Some of them, yes. Uh, such as the one dude who got nailed through the fucking door with the uh, with the arrows and all that shit. Oh, played by uh, Bing Crosby's son. Yeah. I mean, Harry Crosby, Bill. Yeah, Bill. Uh, like that a little bit, but not really. I mean, honestly, it's uh, it's easy to look past, especially kind of prob- probably for the budget and stuff like that, you know, as well as like with, uh, with the neck slash in the woods, the, the neck changed color quite hard. So I mean that was another one, and then uh, it's the same thing with Kevin Bacon's death. Yeah, well I heard that uh, the prop that they had messed up, so he had to literally blow the blood out himself. The prop master had to blow the blood out by oh yeah air of his own. So yeah, I thought that was kind of funny to be honest. What about the cast? What did you think? Even though every horror movie is like, you know, or at least some of these Friday Thirteenth, some of the cast is like unbearable but i thought that this first cast for this movie was actually pretty fun you had a young kevin bacon like i said you had a harry crosby um and then adrian king is somebody who like is probably not talked about like she should be she's like the out she plays alice she is the one who survives yeah mrs Voorhees at the end she's the one who uh kills her too yeah 
Yeah, she's the one who uh, chops the head off. What did you so. think of that scene? Chopping old Mrs. Worry's head off. A little bit of a kind of... That's the only thing I was annoyed at is that scene because it seemed like Miss Voorhees was ultimately powerful throughout the entire film and at that last one she succumbs to her and it's just like, were you tired or something? Like, the fuck happened? Like, you were able to pin a fucking... Well, let's, t- well, let's take a look at that, though. Everybody, all the kills in this movie that Mrs. Voorhees did, mm-hmm. correct me if I'm wrong, but they're done with... Everybody's back to her. Pretty much. Pretty so, much. you know, this is the first kill where she, or this well, is the first attempt where she technically doesn't have anybody, you know, this, uh, when she goes to Alice, Alice is facing her one-on-one and she sees her coming at full sight. With, I think, the exception of Bill, because you don't, like, fully get to see, because, like, well, you see, well, but you see that there's arrows in him, so she could have just been, she yeah. could have just shot him again with him not paying attention. Yeah, and I mean that's the thing. Like, did you fucking like he probably didn't shoot see it coming? Him? Well, my thing on him is, did you shoot him to the door and then slit his throat? Because the guy who played Ned also got arrows to him, and he didn't see her coming either. Right, that's true. That's true. But it's just, yeah, it was some of it. Like, that one was probably the worst, in my opinion. Kind of just like, did you did you slit his throat and then shoot him up on the on the door? Did you shoot him up on the door and then slit his throat for some weird-ass reason? Like She's a psycho. Maybe she shot him fuck? and he was still kind of living and she was like, I'm going to do away with you and slit the throat. Yeah, I, that's, the, that's the only one I was kind of like, the fuck? <laughs> uh, what did you think of the guy, Walt? Gorney, who plays Crazy Ralph, you see him throughout a throughout throughout a few scenes in this movie, and he's just like, you know, he's the uh, what does he call himself? The defender of God. Yeah. You oh know, I'm here God. to warn you, leave or you're all doomed. Which I mean, you know, I love how the truckers just like, did like, no, don't you know, kind of worry about him. He's a crazy old loon. And, and the trucker does the same thing. Halfway through, it's just like he's telling her the exact same shit. Like, why the fuck did you lead her on then, man? Like, you could have told her that at the beginning and she would have been good. But no. But, I mean, I thought he was funny. It was weird as shit for him to just, you know, be in the fucking, like, pantry and shit like that. And then them padding the fucking runtime with the uh, bicycle scene. Him just going off. Just, like... For 20 extra seconds of him just riding a bicycle for no reason. So this is kind of weird. I know that, like, Steve Miner is the big, like, head behind Friday the 13th franchise. Um, if you don't know who Steve Miner is, he's also produced some, I believe, some screen films and Halloween H2O. I think he directed Halloween H2O. I'm not sure. But the director of this movie is... Um, Sean S. Cunningham. Yeah, Sean S. Cunningham, and he literally went on to do nothing after this. He directed Friday the 13th in 1980. Probably A Stranger is Watching is his next big movie in 1982. And then after that, he really did did nothing. New Kids, Deep Star Six. Um, but just, I found kind of weird because usually if you direct something that is like one of the first, you know, you think of Halloween, you think of John Carpenter, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, you think of Wes Craven, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, you think of Toby Hooper. Yeah. Friday the 13th doesn't really have that with this movie. 
No, I mean honestly, the overall series, most people think of Kane Hodder, who plays Jason later on in a couple of films, like two or three, I think. Yeah, he he plays him, I think, from uh, nine or eight. I think eight to like what? Jason X. Yeah, because he's he's not the Jason in Freddy versus Jason. No, it's like Ken, somebody else, Ken Kreisinger or something like that. Yeah, I'm kind of shocked that you know that actually. No. <laughs> <laughs> I actually went and uh, I don't know why, but I, I I just get curious about different weird things. And I was actually comparing, you know, uh, went onto a video and found out that one was comparing how short and how tall Jasons all were throughout the entire series. And the, the shortest Jason, of course, is the one that jumped out of the lake uh, at the end of the final scene of this movie, Friday Part One, and it is four foot eleven because he's like pretty much teenage or younger and yeah let's yeah. T- let's talk about him. ari uh lemon yes plays jason and he really only has two or three scenes um so jason technically is in this movie um you see a small glimpse of him drowning in the middle of the lake while she's explaining his backstory she yep. being betsy palmer mrs Voorhees, and then you see him spoiler alert, we'll talk about it a little bit later on but continue. And then the biggest iteration was six foot five in a couple of the last few Jason films, for that matter. Because literally, like when we first see him, the killer Jason on screen, five foot eleven. Part five two. Eleven. Yeah, part two. He was five eleven with the uh, the burlap sack on. So yeah. <laughs> but past that, he went from like six foot to six foot five in a few, in about six seven different movies. So. So in a few of these movies, you do see like, you know, you see teens being teens when a group of them are like hanging out by the lake and yeah. one of them pretends that they're drowning just so they can kiss the girl who's trying to save his life. What did you think is like some, some of those smaller scenes like this? I enjoyed some of the uh, some of the scenes that aren't, you know, straight horror or I felt like they had a, the cast had a really good chemistry together. They seem like they actually got to Maybe hung hang out, out yeah. for a bit. Yeah. Uh, which I mean, if the director was smart, you know, put maybe put him out, put him in uh, Camp Crystal Lake, the the set, and, right? You know, let him have a week or two together. So, um, yeah. are you kind of surprised? And we'll talk about him for a little bit because I literally don't know when we'll talk about him again. Kevin Bacon, um, a lot of actors who get their start in horror movies, they tend to always go back and do one more movie. Yeah. Uh, in the franchise. Right. Kevin Bacon is one of those, like, yeah, he kind of got famous. Do you think he maybe got too, too famous? famous? And he's like, no, I'm too good for that now. I mean, he did do other horror movies like uh, Stir of Echoes. Um, Hollow Man. Hollow Man. He, he's yeah. done stuff like that before, but he never went back and did another Friday the 13th movie. I think it's mainly because he was like, no, y'all killed my character off, so I, I feel like that should be my end right there. Well, they, they killed off Nancy in, in Nightmare 3, and she came back to the franchise, you know? Very true, very true. But, I mean... Maybe that's the way he... Because, I mean, I don't really think that... I don't know. I don't really think that he thinks he's too good or too famous or whatever. But at the same time, like, I'd kind of be like, hey, y'all killed off my character. Let's, let's you know, let's keep it like that. It, it's good, man. I, I, I like that, and I want that to be that. Even his last movie that he just did came out last year, You Should Have Left, as a 2020 horror movie. Yeah. Um, he's been in some smaller roles with, like, Patriot's Day. He's done The Darkness. Um... R.I.P.D. Oh Black, yeah, he was Black Mass, Crazy Stupid Love. 
Uh, he was the main villain in X-Men First Class. That uh -huh. was kind of like the – I thought it was going to be the resurgence of his career. Um, I'm kind of going backwards too. He was in Frost Nixon in 2008. The Air I Breathe in 2007. Um, Mystic River in 2003. Hollow Man in 2000. Which I th I think Hollow Man and Stir of Echoes might be some movies that we might have to talk about soon with Kevin Bacon. Uh, he was in Wild Things, Sleepers in 96, Apollo 13, The River Wild, A Few Good Men, JFK. So he, he's been in a bunch of like just Oscar-nominated films. Tremors. Um, yep, Tremors. That one was... That one was pretty cool with him, I thought. We talked about this last year. He was in Planes, Trains, and Automobiles as the guy that was trying to fight Steve Martin for the taxi. Yep. Um, and then probably his biggest role, I'm going to say, you can argue with him if you want, is going to be, I think it's going to be Footloose. Yeah. From 1984. Very arguably. Because, I mean, um, honestly, you've got several different people who have gone ahead and, like, gotten used to Kevin Bacon and then been introduced on different places. Because the first one I can remember in what can remember him in was Hollow Man. Uh, but I mean... And then he was... Yeah. his. It looks like his very first big role was um, he plays Chip in Animal House. <laughs> Damn, okay. And That's then in, in that 1978 and then 1980, he's in Friday the 13th. That's crazy as hell. That's awesome. But I mean, yeah, you know, Footloose is definitely arguably his probably most legendary slash iconic film and probably what he's most known for easily. Because, I mean, you can you can mention Hollow Man and people are going to be like, okay, what the fuck is that? But you mentioned Footloose, most people are going to be like, oh, yeah, Kevin Bacon. Yeah. Or, you know, something like that. So, I mean, if you mention Friday the 13th Part 1, yeah, Kevin Bacon was, was in that. Not many people are going to say that because they're just going to be like, the the real Kevin Bacon? The fuck? Where you'll be like you know. Friday thirteenth. Oh, that Jason movie. Like they already got it fucked up right there. Like yes, but no, but not really. Kinda, I guess. <laughs> um, with this with this original film, with the, the kills going on, and you finally find out that it's Betsy Palmer, aka Mrs. Voorhees. There's a creepiness feeling to her. Yeah. I, I don't want to compare it to Psycho. I I would agree with that, though. I mean, honestly, I, I would, for that matter, because I think some of this was taken from that. Oh, a lot. As, as an inspiration for that matter. Uh, but, I mean... But it's almost reverse. Yeah. This one, you think it's a guy, but it turns out to be the mom, and she's the one talking to herself, saying, you know, kill her, mommy. But in Psycho, it's almost like you think that it possibly is the mom yeah but it turns out it's just norman bates Man. and that's a whole other conversation fucking weirdo maybe for our three-year anniversary that'd be cool we'll see we'll see um so yeah i think that it's just truly a twist and i think it was maybe i think this movie gets lost in translation and i think it's uh i think this movie truly truly is and it's really hard to say that it's underrated but i think it's an underrated horror movie I mean, honestly, it's somewhat forgotten because Jason isn't the killer. Yeah, I think so many people like want that Jason Voorhees to be the killer. That so many people take Betsy Palmer's performance at the end of the movie a little, you know, for, for granted. granted. Yeah, and I think people take this movie for granted. Yeah, um, it's just one of those. It's it's to me, it's just an iconic first film. Because I mean, done wrong. Who knew? Like. 
Like, part of me wonders what their first uh, thoughts about the movie was. What the first thoughts about, you know, would this be a franchise? Were they just going to do one shoot-off? Kind of like, you know... With- well, well, I can already tell you that, that they weren't. Because not even 12 months later, the, the sequel came out. Well, I mean, that's the thing. Kind of like, is it is it like Halloween to where, you know, Michael Myers became such a big, big, big part of it that they were like, okay, yeah, let's base it around this. Halloween. Not the babysitter murders or whatever. Well, the, the good thing about the new Scream Factory box set is each disc has over an hour of bonus features. Yeah. And if you want to dig into the Scream Factory box set bonus features, it lets you know all the way back to what the movie was originally going to be called. And I think it was going to be called... Uh, and the original name that they were going to call it was going to be A Long Night at Camp Blood. Um, oh, okay. That's why everybody calls it Camp Blood. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, thank God they changed that. Um, but no, I think like they knew they what they wanted to do. I know they wanted a franchise. I just think that they went about it the gr- the good way of introducing the mom first and then having Jason take over. Because um, it just leaves you wanting more going into like parts two, three, and however many else they wanted to do. Um, and yeah, you know this one only had a five hundred fifty thousand dollar budget. Um, and then to gross almost sixty thousand dollars years later, um, and then last year, I know it sucks that we, you know, it was COVID, but last year was the fortieth anniversary of this first movie. And the good thing I like about Screen Factory is they release all these special features, and they released it on the fortieth anniversary. Um, so the one thing that I want to get into, so the the one thing I want to get into is like last year when you know a lot of people were still hiding in their bunkers with COVID yeah. was when this came out and they did their 40th anniversary, um, you know, some places were doing like on, on campsites, uh, the, the big drive-in movie screen and people were just like kind of chilling in the lake. So keeping your social distance. Um, so like keeping your social distance, but it, w- it would have been a lot nicer to have this be on a bigger, grander scale at some, at some big movie theaters. Yeah, I mean, honestly, it might even be cool to go ahead and re-release this for a new generation on the big screen. I, I think that'd be a cool little, like, a week or two week thing. Uh, just, but like, just to release it for maybe a week or two might be a cool thing. Just you know, fuck it, because I mean, probably wouldn't make a ton of money, but like some of the loyalists and all that, and some of the people who are like, oh, I know Friday the Thirteenth, and then. Like no, no, the fuck you don't. I know this isn't this is an ad free show, but Rodeo Cinema is an, an, another one of those theaters though that last year they showed a few of the older Friday Thirteenth movies. So, so some theaters are still showing you know some of these movies. Um, but let's get back into the actual movie itself, Ed. If you had to pick one of these kills in this movie to be your favorite kill, which one would you name? Um, it was between two. Uh, it was between Kevin Bacon's death and uh, basically, well, Miss Voorhees' death as well. I'd have to pick the death of Miss Voorhees. Uh, straight up decapitation, you know, probably the most gruesome one out of the entire thing. Because this franchise is more known for the gruesome type kills. And this one was really, really, really light. And I guess maybe you can consider that the difference between mother and son. One wants to be a bit cleaner than the other. The son doesn't give a shit. <laughs> so, you know, she doesn't want to get her get her hair dirty too much, at least. He doesn't 
That's true. A lot, a lot of her kills in this movie were like quick throat slashes or, you know, staying away and doing the arrows or uh, gut jab. Yeah. You know, with a knife or something like that. But yeah. Yeah. Just some small, clean, you know, kills easily. Um, I mean, I think the most gruesome she got up to <laughs> was probably the axe in the head. Or that was a good that was a good yeah. good special effects too yeah um, and that was uh, Kevin Bacon's girlfriend in the movie Marcy I believe yes um, played by Janie Taylor she she got it pretty good and I really enjoyed that kill scene like she's in the bathroom and you know she hears noises she thinks it's uh is it Jack yeah she thinks it's Jack Kevin Bacon and then boom she you know the axe goes straight into her face and. She closes her eyes and screams. Yeah. Um, but instead of trying to defend herself at all. But we're gonna find some of that. I mean, I'm not gonna pick or nitpick on any of those scenes <laughs> too much because I mean, those are those are just your your iconic slasher dumb teens. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um. And I mean, don't get me wrong. Let alone they're so hormonally charged, they don't even see the dead friend up above on the bunk before uh, up on top of them until basically she goes and uses the bathroom. And blood starts dripping on Kevin Bacon's head, and he's just like the fuck. And all of a sudden, the hand comes out, pins him to the bed. And I probably will go. say, since you're gonna go with Mrs. Voorhees, I'll say Kevin Bacon's death is probably my favorite. I was about to say it was hard to choose between those, but I'm gonna go with the slightly more gruesome death. <laughs> I just and I think that's a very good scene of you know his his shocked face. She grabs him by the forehead and just you know twists. I like how the the arrow twists as she's pushing it up. Well, I mean, you got to think. Okay, she's got she's got some strength in her old ass. You have to. Yeah. I mean, don't get wrong. You know, she's got him pinned down by the forehead, and okay, shock. I get that. So he's like, "What the hell's going on?" And then, you know, on top of that, she's taking an arrow and shoving it not only through a mattress but through a whole person. And I mean, don't get wrong. You know, did she just hide under the bed the entire time they were doing things? Like, hey, the fuck. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe she was getting her own little sex education in. Oh, I bet she had enough sex education. Like she probably. What, what was she, what counselor was she? she? She said she worked there. The cook. Was she a cook? She okay. said the cook because I. But I'm going. Aren't you just like right there? Okay, I understand the camp counselors are supposed to keep track of the kids and all that shit. But aren't you kind of just like she's just as at fault, right? Because like need to keep, you need to keep track of little Miho. <laughs> the little fucker but i mean didn't you hear like didn't she say she heard his screams basically yeah like why didn't you fucking go trying to save his ass she's trying to get these that lazy disability. bastards fucking hey man well you trying know. to get that uh she's trying to get that insurance policy yeah she got insurance now sure, she's like this is this is the uncut version this is where he's found out that he survived the late drownings <laughs> And she didn't get all the insurance money, so now she's got to go out and wreak havoc on everybody. <laughs> she's pissed off. <laughs> Fuck you, you did this to my boy. You were supposed to drown, dude. <laughs> but I mean, don't get me wrong, like, she blames it on all the counselors. And my thing is, is this entire time, she waits for Jason's birthday. Could have drowned. Could have drowned. And that was Jason. That's exactly what Jason sounded like, probably, if he, when he survived. I Mom, know. I could have drowned. Did I don't know how much of an asshole you are or not, but damn. Hey, that that damn. you know that shows you some great acting skills by Leo, Leonardo DiCaprio, right e there. Even at a young age. Um, at a young age. But no, Jason did not get to drowned. And uh, I think it's uh, a funny thing. 
you said like like you were about to mention she oh on my son's birthday i'm gonna go just hack up a bunch of people yeah but i mean no wrong like why did she wait an entire what year the whole year for him to fix up the fucking place i should have or did he drown in the 50s yeah like 57 i think they said so what 13 years later something like that now 57 and then like 58 i think there was a few deaths by fire or something like that is what is said and then you wait years later and then you wait an entire year for this bastard to fix this camp up to open the shit well the only thing and I, then you kill a bunch of counselors on his your son's birthday like a jackass the only thing i didn't get was spoiler alert you know betsy palmer dies Ms. Voorhees dies she gets her head chopped off and yeah, then yeah, yeah. you see the survivor um what's her name um Alice, so she survives and she's floating in the boat at the end, and she, you know, puts her hand up to get the cops' attention or whatever, or she just wakes up, and Jason grabs her from behind and pulls her down. So the only thing that I didn't really get or like was, and I know that I'm probably reading way too much into this, he's like 14 at the end of that movie. Yeah. Part two takes place a year later, and he's like in his 20s already. Like, fucking grown. I... But I mean, not only that, but he's fucking a foot taller. But what did you think of the ending, though? Her getting, did you? The original ending was supposed to be where she just the head gets chopped off and that's the end. Right. So then they added Jason drags her under. That was supposed to be the original ending, and then they added. It was basically a nightmare. Yeah, she and she woke up, up in the hospital. hospital. So that is your original ending. What ending do you like the best out of the three, and which one would you have chose and cut the other two? Well. I mean, one you can't cut the head, the the, the heading of her. I know, right? So you <laughs> can't cut that. But would you have just ended it there, or would you have ended it with Jason dragging her under, or just the dream sequence like in the original? Dragging her under, to be honest, because then it, then basically it, you're it, on a it, cliffhanger. Yeah, and then it makes people want to come back. Like, who the fuck was that? What yeah. was that? The son? What What are they gonna do with him now? You know, kind of thing. Instead of like. Oh, okay. It's just a dream that she woke up in, and she has a nightmare about that, and was envisioning some decrepit-looking kid that just jumped out and fucked her up. And yeah, it's good. Like you know, to me, that's the conclusion and all that. Where with, I uh, with him coming out of the water, basically like fucking like free willy you know and grabbing her ass great fucking comparison i know right when you when you comparing free willy to fucking jason Voorhees. i mean hey you know got to unbelievable (laughs) i think that might be the comparison of the year fuck yeah yeah i like it i love me some free willy (laughs) same same uh especially when he jumped over the the rocks to get into the ocean that was perfect my uh, favorite part of Free Willy yeah. is the Michael Jackson no. music video. Oh, my God. Yeah. No. No. <laughs> I, I bet it was, especially as a kid. Um, But basically, you go and, you know, I, I think that would have been a better ending just because that would have left more, kind of like you said, the cliffhanger. And on top of that, you know, that would have been you know, kind of in the back of people's heads, like, dude, I need to go see the second one. Or, you know, I wonder if they're making a second one kind of thing. So, You yeah. you, you wouldn't have liked the, uh, just, you know, her getting her head chopped off and ends right there? That wouldn't have been bad either, don't get me wrong. I really but, don't like, I mean, I, I really don't enjoy the dream sequence of her waking up in the hospital bed. I, if, like I said, because we're going to get into it next week and the week after, but, you know, 
with these part twos, threes, and fours, the first ten minutes they show you the ending of the previous film. Yeah. Like if you're a fucking if it was a TV show. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so we're gonna get into that next week, but that's, well, I mean, that's how part two starts off. Well, I mean, you got to think Halloween two did somewhat similar shit. You know, the first couple minutes was basically a recap of what happened to Michael before. Do you miss? Do you like stuff like that? I don't do, mind it, but I mean, it's just do, like. Do you think it's kind of a lost cause now because of the internet and because of you know everything's such on video on demand? Do you miss stuff like that where, hey, part two, just, you know, you get the first three minutes of the first one and then it leads into part two? I don't mind it, personally. Uh, do you miss it? Like, would you want to see that come back or do you like, no, I think we're good now? Yeah, I wouldn't mind seeing it come back. I mean, honestly, you know, because, okay, most of the time today, I mean, you don't have any more iconic killers like that. I mean, Scream kind of, sort of, because that's coming back with a you know new one uh, early next year, January. So I mean, there's that. But I mean, other than that, like, but that's just a, that's just a like the reiterations of you know Friday or Halloween or uh, with the exception of the newest one, and then uh, Freddy or Nightmare, not. A lot of people have been in love with them, like the old. And I mean, don't wrong, you know. If the, you if you had yeah. to like, if you had to do something now, I would probably say just the mythical creature of Jigsaw. Yeah, that's a newer one. That's true. That's very that very just true. continues, and it doesn't have to be one singular person anymore. Anybody can really be Jigsaw. Because I mean, the puppet is the puppet for that matter. Well, it's, it's not even. It's not even. That's just a name. Well, I'm just saying, like that's kind of like a Chucky thing. But it's just an inanimate, inanimate doll. So I mean, yeah. Um. Instead, of, you know, just a fucking weird guy that knew a little bit of witchery. <laughs> but that's yeah, that's the thing. Um, I kind of if the, and, and there's been rumors about them rehashing and doing a new Friday the Thirteenth. And I mean, don't wrong with seeing a new legacy. How do you feel about that? What space, do you mean? Oh, because Le- it's legacy. supposed to be LeBron James movie. Uh, yeah. Pr- production. And I mean, maybe it'll be a lot better because he's just a producer instead of an actor. Yeah, it's just got his name on it. Um, so I mean, and he's that. putting up the money for the production. But I look at it like this way: if he's the only one wanting to put money up for a Friday the Thirteenth movie, how good can it possibly really be? It depends on his mindset. If he's a now, if, now if Warner Brothers takes over because you know he's in affiliation with with Warner Brothers. Right, right, right. If they do it, they do it right. I think it could be good. Yeah, it could be great. But, I mean, don't wrong, like, if he's a dumbass and he just goes ahead and, oh, well, I'm putting money into it, so I'm writing, I'm direct, I'm doing this and all that, shut the fuck up, sit the fuck down. Sit the fuck down. If he I actually, didn't hear you, Ed. Sit the fuck down. If I, he does it in the right pieces or at least gets some other people who have horror backgrounds. Well, and first he, of, first off, know, he can't even direct. He can't even direct on the court. And he can't even. Oh, he, shit. He can't even really produce. So we're going to keep his ass out of you know if he writes or directs anything i'm definitely not gonna see it if i would have saw anything about lebron james writing space jam i probably wouldn't even have set through the two hours that i did i'm more i'm not upset that it was a trash movie i'm more upset about the time that i spent on it so but that's a whole other conversation if that's really the case that it's lebron james gonna produce it and you know i don't know hopefully he would i would like to see maybe you know, if he wants to put his name on the producing, that's fine. But go yeah. out and find somebody like maybe Jordan Peele to write Ooh. or direct the Friday the 13th movie. Ooh. 
you yeah, know that that could be very very good something like that but that could be very very good i uh, but uh yeah i mean that's the thing you know you, you've got to find your good pieces your right pieces for that matter and i mean like you could find you know the I don't know, director of old horror and the writer of new horror, and kind of combine them and go from there, because then you'd get kind of good. Book, I don't good even. I don't even takes. like to do that anymore. I, I think you it's. Know? I think good horror nowadays is when somebody has a creativity bone that they want to scratch and they haven't yet tested those waters. Oh, okay, yeah. Somebody who's not used to directing horror, but like um, Jordan Dan, Pill and no, well, no, like Danny McBride and uh, oh yeah, that's the guys true. that did the new Halloween movie. You that's know, they weren't used to doing anything horror, but they had that scratch. They wanted to itch it, and they itched it pretty fucking good. I was about to say it, it went over so far, so good. So I mean, you know, yeah, we'll see how the uh, Halloween kills goes. Uh, Friday the Thirteenth, nineteen eighty. Sixty million dollars at the box office. Not bad. Ed, favorite scenes from this movie. Um, why you think I'm gonna name off? I'm, I'm I was excited to name off off mine. Um, the Kevin Bacon kill is to me a very very good scene. Like I said earlier, I enjoyed the scene where the um the guy Ned fakes that he's drowning and he gets the little CPR kiss action. For some odd, strange reason, I enjoyed the scenes with Crazy Ralph. It felt, it just made it feel like, you know what? I know it's a slasher movie, but this makes it feel a little bit more de- de- demonistic. Like somebody is sent from a, from above to warn these fucking kids. I looked at it that way. It kind of made me feel a little creepy. I like that feeling. I can, I can go along with that. That's I like that. Yeah. I and like then that. and then I enjoyed you know everything after an hour and fifteen minutes where Mrs. Voorhees gets introduced, the way she's acting, the way she's portrayed as a psycho, even wearing like a a, a long weird you know sweater. sweater she just yeah. she feels like a a Bates character, and I just loved the last twenty minutes of this movie. Yeah. What about you? You have any other favorite scenes? I'd say kind of when she's explaining the story of Jason and all that, you know, y'all didn't watch my kid, and blah, 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 he drowned and all this and all that. Uh, I'd say that uh, along with – and I'll honestly agree with you. Some of the Ralph iterations, uh, whenever, you know, uh, the crazy Ralph fucker was on uh, screen kind of was interesting. So, yeah, I've got to say those two were probably my favorite for that matter. Yeah. All right. Um, again, if you guys want anything to do with these episodes, send us in some emails. C-I-N-E-M-E-N-921 at gmail.com. Send us your star ratings. Send us some of your favorite scenes. Just let us know what you think of the original Friday the 13th, and we'll share it on Monday's episode when we talk the new Suicide Squad, which hits HBO Max today. So as you're listening to this, it hit HBO Max Um I can't wait to rewatch it. I think it's going to be a fun episode. I think it's going to be a fun movie. Um, star rating Friday Thirteenth, Part One. Um, I'm going to go ahead and go with six. Really like it. It's not going to be an every year thing for me, but it's definitely going to be a kind of every now and then thing. I kind of degraded a bit just because all the cheesiness and all the uh, kind of. <sighs> cliches basically but other than that yeah it's a damn good movie i feel like if you're gonna watch any of the friday 13th you need to start from here you need to know the full origin the full story so yeah box set quality um 
audio, visual, the movie itself. I'm giving this movie a 9. I absolutely love the cheesiness. I love the, the practical effects. I love 90% of these scenes that are in this movie. The score, I didn't even get to talk about the score that much in this movie. Um, I like how the score is not overly used or overly produced. It's just simple, and it really picks up when the killer is getting ready to strike. So that's what I really, really enjoyed about this. Um, and then, like I said, just the iconic visionary of Betsy Palmer being introduced as Mrs. Voorhees and just the ending. It's just so iconic, you know, when she gets that head chopped off and, you know, she uses – the head is used throughout the franchise. So very, very excited to see what we're going to do after today. And like I said – you guys can go check it out. The Screen Factory box set, 160 bucks. If you guys know anybody who is a very, really big physical media collector, they have to have this in their collection. So go check it out. Amazon, ScreenFactory.com. I think you can even check it out at Walmart and BestBuy.com. So, um, but if you don't want that box set, you just want Friday the 13th. Check it out on Hulu Premium subscription. As you can, I think it's in the Stars bundle. And then uh, you can get the regular DVD box set at like Walmart, Target for like 20 bucks. That comes with all nine original films. So damn. So go check it out. Yeah, I'm going to give this movie a nine, man. I really, really enjoyed it. So go check it out. Friday the 13th, part one. Um, what do you think, Ed? Are you excited after this watch? Are you excited for like part two? Yeah. No, definitely, definitely am. I, I've seen that a few more times than the first one. So yeah, definitely am. Yeah. Gonna be a fun rewatch uh, next Thursday, Friday the twelfth. Oh, we're gonna talk Friday the thirteenth, part two. I mean, if you guys want more horror podcasts, if you guys want to hear more guys talk about horror, go check out Friday the fourteenth podcast <laughs> as they talk all things horror. Um, join Manny Franco, the bad guy, and Mister Fuentes as they talk all things horror. They just got done releasing a. a VH1, or VH1, that's a good show too. I know, right? They just got done releasing VHS uh, Part 1 a few weeks ago, and then they talked about The Strangers, and then their new episode, VHS Part 2, is out uh, wherever you listen to podcasts at. So go check them out, iTunes, Spotify, Friday the 14th Podcast, they're a good good group of guys, and it'd be, it'd be, it might be nice to, if one of them want to uh, give us a phone call, we can uh, get them in a little interview about some of these movies. Have their thoughts, yeah. Yeah. So, I think, Ed, we counted a total of ten kills in this movie. Yeah, five males, five females. And then uh, it'll be it'll be pretty interesting to see how many throughout the whole few weeks get, get covered. And I will say there was one actual death in this movie. It was a snake. That snake that they chopped up was a real snake. I didn't count the snake. That, that, I'm just going, like, that's fucked up. They actually killed a snake. Fuck that snake. Wow, it yeah. did nothing. Hashtag... He did nothing. Steve Irwin rules. Steve Irwin wouldn't have killed that poor fucker. Well, he, he would have. He literally got fucking bit in the neck by a snake and was just like, "Get a close up of this, Mike." Yeah, it, it could. Be, it probably was a poisonous snake. Hashtag, go fuck yourself, snake. He still wouldn't have done shit. He would have been like, "Yep, I'm gonna die by this guy. It's all right. He's a beauty. We got it." We'll so see animals time. were harmed while filming this movie. Correct. They right. were. Hash- One was. Maybe there's a new movement right there. Somebody better go uh, check it out. Rest in peace. No. Ed, what are you most interested about getting ready for uh, Suicide Squad? Are you excited? Uh, yeah, I'm kind of... Uh, are you on the fence about it? 
not really on the fence because uh, I've, I've heard a lot of good things about it so far. So I'm kind of going in a little optimistic. I kind of really want to see. I'm a little bit more impressed with John Cena right now because I thought he was one of the better parts of Fast 9. True. Uh, so as I'm, well as I heard he's going to be a really good comedy relief in this movie. I hope so. But as well as uh, with uh, Idris Elba, you know, playing uh, 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 Blood Bloodsport. Is he Bloodsport? He's not. I thought you, you were going to say Deadshot. He's not yeah. Deadshot. Okay. That's all. He wanted to. <laughs> I, I, it's so hard to differentiate differentiate the differences between him and Will Smith's Deadshot. You know, because they're very similar characters, but different origins i guess but uh that and then the one character i'm really interested in uh well two characters king shark because this is i think the first time he's been put on screen yeah and then uh the the mr polka dot or whatever the fuck oh yeah yeah. you know because it'll be it'll be fun yeah um but if you guys want to watch suicide squad go check it out in theaters and on hbo max and then uh send us some emails about your thoughts your star ratings and uh, we will discuss it all Monday, August the 9th, when we talk Suicide Squad. Um, and then don't forget, next week, Friday, or not Friday, Thursday, uh, August the 12th, we're talking Friday the 13th, Part 2. Ed, do you have anything you want to add into Friday the 13th, Part 1, before we get out of here? No, nah, just remember, folks, the uh, original killer was not Jason Voorhees. Uh, so, yeah, uh, go ahead and go and watch one of these. Uh, get geared up for a uh, Halloween season coming up soon. And, yeah, I hope you have a nice night. But until uh, then, Zed saying I'll see you on the silver screen. Don't forget, guys, next week, Monday, we talk Suicide Squad. And then a week from today, Friday the 13th, Part 2. On this bonus edition of the Cinnamon Movie Podcast. In this home that is me, the dead are rolling over.